I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. This podcast is sponsored by Ramp. Are you the decision maker in your company? Consider this. For the first time in decades, there's a better option for a corporate card and spend management platform. Meet Ramp, the only corporate card and spend management system designed to help you spend less money so you can make more. Most corporate credit cards offer points as incentives, but those points amount to less than their worth in real cash value. Ramp's business cards offer you cash back, real money in your pocket. Plus, you control who spends what with each vendor. And Ramp software collects and verifies receipts automatically, which means you'll stop wasteful spending and close your books in hours instead of days. Businesses that use Ramp add up to 5% to their bottom line the first year. If you're a decision maker, adding Ramp could be one of the best decisions you've ever made. And now get $250 when you join Ramp for free. Just go to ramp.com slash easy. Ramp.com slash easy. R-A-M-P dot com slash easy. Currents issued by Sutton Bank and Celtic Bank members of DIC terms and conditions apply. It's brand new season two. I'm Marissa Thalberg. And I'm Stephen Wolf Bededa. And we're excited to be back having bigger, bolder, and always real conversations. Straight from the C-suite front lines of marketing, media, and more. We have great friends joining from people you may know, like Wilmer Valderrama and Bobby Burke. And people you'll want to know. So grab a coffee or, hey, even an Aperol Spritz and come join us on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Listen to brand new on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, host of To Live and Die in L.A., and I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives. From Tenderfoot TV, this is To Die For. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, Money Movers, welcome back to Money Moves, the daily podcast determined to give you the keys to the kingdom of financial stability, wealth, and abundance. Welcome back, Money Moves family, and welcome again to the Money Moves podcast powered by Greenwood. Once again, it's that time for us to be joined by our celebrity guest of the week. Our next guest is a prime example of someone who is living their dreams. So happy to introduce to you Mike Bliss. Mike Bliss has been in the music industry for over 10 years as both a writer and an artist. During that time, he's worked with the likes of Drummer Boy, Scarface, Rich Boy, Pastor Troy, BG, and Gorilla Tech, just to name a few. Despite all of that success in the music world, Mike had another dream he wanted to pursue and made the pivot to becoming an actor. And become an actor he did. You may have seen him on Chicago Med, Dynasty, MacGyver, or American Soul. Money Moves, let's welcome to the podcast, Mike Bliss. Mike, welcome, how are you? Money Moves. Money Moves. Mike, show us your Money Moves. You got some Money Moves? I got a little, uh, uh, uh. Ah! <laughs> I got a couple, I got a couple in the stash, a couple of dollars. 
okay, 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 that's what we're about here. You know, a couple dollars, stashing them away, making some more. Well, no, Mike, I just, like I said, by like a couple, like I told about two to five dollars in the club. They kicked me out. That's some dollars. That's what we're talking about. Okay. Such a pleasure to have you here. You know, one of the things we love to talk about on this podcast is how people have invented themselves, reinvented themselves, and created success um, in their specific industries. So I'm really happy to hear more about your story and understand how you've made these pivots. And you really seem to be the embodiment of someone who's living their dream. First of all, your accent. Where are you from? <laughs> I'm from Canada. What did I say? About? Uh, about. That's, that's so cute. <laughs> but I've been in a, I've been in the states for long enough that I thought I was blending. You know? Oh no! I mean, you blended, but it's kind of a you know. You know, you know how you blend the juice, and then every time you like a little chunk of fruit come in. Like I know. This. I out myself. I out myself. Like I'll say a or something like that, and everyone goes, oh, "Where are you from?" <laughs> it's so crazy. I was um, I forget the year. I want to say maybe 2011 or something like that. There was they were doing this movie. They were shooting a movie called Magic City in Miami. I was signed with Slipper Slide Records. I was with Slipper Slide, EMI, and Atlantic. Ooh. And uh, Malcolm Jones was making a transition from um, video director. He was like the man back in the 106 Park days. He wanted to become a film director, so he got a budget. It was with uh, with BET, and they were shooting. Uh, it was called Magic City. So he came to Slipper Slide for us to to do the soundtrack. Mm-hmm. So they hired me to help pick out the songs. So I'm, I mean, I'm in the studio picking the songs or whatever. And he's he's like looking at me. I can feel him looking <laughs> through my head. I'm like, why is this dude look staring at me like this and not looking at the screen? And he's like, man, I got I got this role, man. I just he's like, wow. I see you being this this character. I was like, uh, well, I don't know how to act or whatever, but. He said, no, I'm telling you, I think you can, you can pull it off. So he's like, just come down into, to the audition and just read for it. I was like, all right, cool. I don't know wow. about audition or nothing. Yeah, so, but, you know, but writing music, you know, you write without paper. You write in your head. So my memorization is, is crazy. So I got down there. I didn't check the email. As you know, I'm terrible at emails. And... <laughs> I get there and they give me the, there's like, where's your size? I'm like, what are size? Cause size is like, for people that don't know, it's like when you, you don't, they don't give you the whole script when you audition for a role, they give you a scene yep. side of the actual script. So he was like, oh my God, you didn't get it. So we'll give you, you know, we'll give you some time to look it over if you need the paper. So I took it, I just kind of read it a couple of times and I, I memorized it and I went in there and just wow. said the lines. I didn't know what I was doing. And they gave me the role. Just like that. So, okay, this is pretty much any aspiring actor's dream. You know, someone basically comes up to you and they're like, I have a role for you. You go in, you ace it, you've never done this before, and now, boom, you're an actor. Well, no, let me say this. I mean, I, mean, I, I gotta give them the truth. I, can't, I don't wanna sell them no dreams. That's what sparked my, that's what gave me like the taste for it because what ah. happened was, we filmed the whole movie and then the investors or the network that's when SAG came about, the union, and they were like, these people have to be SAG actors. So they like took my character out of the movie. No, that's heart-wrenching. It hurt me. But I was like, man, forget, I'll oh, forget, you know, film. And I kind of let go of music for a while. And I, I got a car dealership. I just kind of let entertainment go. And I moved to Atlanta to, you know, to do, I was going to be an a and for this label in Atlanta. I moved to Atlanta and everybody kept asking me, are you an actor, are you an actor? And I said, you know what? I went to Africa and this king was like, he gave me this reading and was like, you are supposed to be an actor. If you go back to America and you 
take it serious, you'll be on television within a year. Wow. So when I got back home, I did, you know, I was taking acting classes. I, I was a stand-in for Dwayne Johnson. Wait, Dwayne Johnson is in The Rock? The Rock, yeah. That's kind of cool. I was a stand-in for that film. For, yeah. I was, the stand-in is a person, it's not a body double. The stand-in is a person that they basically use you to stand in front of the lights while he in his trailer, you know, eating chips, whatever he's doing. You got to stand there like this. And <laughs> they got to fix the lights on you because you're the same height and size. Cause I'm the same size. I'm two sixty six five, but then my last day on, on set as a stand-in, I got fired because I was I got too dark. We we were filming outside. What? And yeah, they were like, we're sorry, but you and it's not you know not no it sounds weird. It wasn't racist or nothing like that. It was because you know lighting. You can't you can't you know uh, edit. Wow, but you put it so dark. bluntly, like you're like I got fired because I was too dark. <laughs> I, that's why I had to. I had to clean it up. Disney is not racist, guys. It wasn't like that. Y'all like we about to get them. No. Right. It wasn't like black Twitter. Black Twitter. Right. No, it was valid. It was. It was. It was. There was no. They were. They were great to me. Um, but my last day, I met this woman who I can't say because she technically wasn't supposed to do this. But she was like, I really just your personality, and I just think you'll be a great actor. I'm gonna introduce you to my best friend, who so happens to be the head of the largest agency in Atlanta. And that's how, I, that's how I became an actor. Wow, that's a great story. Okay, so please introduce us all to your friend that hooked you up um, so that we can all share the magic of who this secret woman is that took your career to the next level because everyone is going to ask. So please I find Mike Bliss on Instagram. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she's like, I see her now because she's always on set. She's a very, um, she's a high-ranking person in the industry, you know? And she wasn't supposed to. She said, she said, I've never done that before. Something just told me. But what happened was we talked for an hour. And she said the reason why she did it was because I wasn't, she said, she didn't feel like I wanted anything from her. Mm. We had a yeah. conversation. She yeah. was like, you know, it's rare. In Hollywood and in music, people always have this look in their eye of like, you know, how are you doing today? Can you help me? Right. How's your kids? Can you help me? You know. <sighs> She didn't sense that, so. You know, that's such a fine line too, because we talk all the time about networking, making connections and meeting people. And it's such a fine line to understand like, hey, I'm just asking of you to help get my career to the next level. But like, what's the genuine connections you can make? So it's, it's, a, it's a fine line for sure. And I changed my name. So when I was, so on Instagram, I'm still Mike Bless. And I was, and that was my music name, but in, in film and television, I'm known as Michael Anthony. Michael Anthony. So Mike, with this incredible career trajectory and all the changes that are still moving pieces, I feel like you've had a great combination of luck, perseverance, determination, and smarts. What do you think are some of the key pieces that have really been able to pull all this together for you? I would say the common denominator is relationships, your reputation. Like when, it, when I think about film, right? Every single set I'm on, when your name comes up, if somebody says, hey, uh, Jamie Foxx, no one's gonna say, oh, he's an incredible actor. Oh, he's so good. No one, none of the decision makers, none of the, the people that are hanging with the decision makers or sleeping with the decision makers, I mean, or whatever, they're never going to say how great you are at whatever it is, singing or rapping. Mm -hmm. The first thing they want to know is, how is this person? How is it to work with this person? Yes. That's the first thing that comes up. So you want to be fun, enjoyable person to work with. 
I mean, if you don't have that, it's there are some people who are we know that are dickheads. Can I say that on here? Yes, you can say that. There's some people that are unpleasant that get to certain positions, but that person, anything that goes up, I'm learning the stocks. Anything that goes up has to come down. So on your way down, everyone who you treated wrong or who you disrespected or who you yep. weren't a pleasant person to be around, that's going to be the person to hold you in that position to get back up. Yep. So if we've seen it with different people on your way down, you fall hard, you know, and that's the number one thing. The number one thing is not your skill set. I hate to say that, but that's the reality. It's who you are as a person. Oh, I love that. But I mean, your skill set you can build if you're determined, you can work hard at it. And one thing I think that really highlighted that is you said I was a stand in, you know, and I think all the successful people that we've had on this show, they talk about, you know, it's not overnight success. You're like, I am very happy to be a stand-in for Dwayne The Rock Johnson because I know I need to like work my way up the chain. And that's part of getting experience and expertise in any industry. No matter if you were successful in music, you're starting fresh here and you're willing to do the work. And I think people recognize that. Oh yeah, I carry bags. When I was with, when I was with um, when I was with Roy Jones' label, when I was around these different people I'm telling you about, I was carrying bags. I was, yeah. you know, I, I, I knew I could out sing or write the guy they had at the time that was signed. I knew I was better than him. I did, and I was. But I knew, hey, the only position open right now is the, is the dude carrying bags. I'm a big, strong one, and I'm going to just carry these bags until yeah. somebody want to hear me singing in the hallway or something. And yeah, you, you got to be willing to do whatever it takes. What that, and I say that um, aside from um, compromising your, <laughs> don't do whatever it takes. You're like, okay, I draw the line at the casting couch, but I will carry bags. Right. right. Don't, don't, the mic said do whatever it takes. No, baby, I ain't talking about that. <laughs> I just said you gotta, you gotta humble yourself and be willing to, to, to show, hey, man, I'm, I'm, I'm hungry. I'm, you know, I'm, because people want to people want to help people like that. You know, we have we need people. They anybody do. that said they're self-made, anybody that says that they're I don't need nobody, they are lying. Like this is this is a market. This is yeah. a market. you do need people. That's the bottom line. So you gotta just treat people with respect and be lovable. Okay, so what about, um, you know, now that you started on this career, can you give us some tangible tricks? Did you take acting courses? Do you know, were there books that were really pivotal to you to helping? Like, what are some of the major takeaways that you um, can share? What is his name? C.T. Fletcher. I don't know if you're familiar with him. He is a motivational speaker, and he's a big, you know, I'm a gym guy. So he's like, that's my type of guy. Like, get your ass up. You know, I like that type of stuff. But he always says you will never be great if you are not obsessed with the process. Ooh. Acting is 98% preparation. It's only 2% action and cut. Hmm. Everything else is preparation. Music, the same thing. All these songs we sing along with and, oh, that's my song. That artist recorded thousands of songs before you said that was my song. That's right. So it's all about the process. If you don't fall in love with the process, you are not in love with that particular. You think you want to be a rapper. You think you want to be an actor. But if you are not in love with the process, mm, you're going to be going in the audition room against some folks like me who are. And it's just going to be it's going to be hard for you. Yeah. Yeah. I know that's very true and very great advice. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast 
is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. I'm preaching to somebody today who is waiting for God to give you your next step. And you don't know what it is yet. You need God to show you your next step. Because God, I can't stay where I am, like I am, where it is. This isn't going to work. I I have to move on, but I don't know where. A lot of time you'll use it as an excuse. Well, I don't know how. I don't know where. I don't know what. God, if you show me. God, if you tell me. God, no, 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 no. You know enough right now. And if you needed to know more, he would show you. Hey, this is Stephen Furtick. I want to invite you to listen to my podcast, Elevation with Stephen Furtick. I am here to help you for the battles that you face in life, for the times when you feel discouraged, for the times that you need guidance from God. I want to give you the truth of what he says about you to help you rise to your full potential. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your host of TMI. New year, new name, new energy, but... Same old us. Oh, yeah. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. But that's not all. We will also have special guests to add their thoughts on the topics, as well as break down different political issues with local activists in their community. If you like to be informed and to expand your thoughts, listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart's Outspoken Network for a year, and what a year it has been. Every weekday, I navigate our rapidly changing world alongside our series of fabulous expert guests. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Woke not just to the latest headlines, but also to the collective power we all have. Woke to the need to build community with those around us. Woke to how to avoid burnout and woke to the ways we can all find joy in the madness. Make Woke AF Daily with Danielle Moody your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. And tune in to hear the ways I am working to stay grounded amidst it all. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Mike, you seem to have a lot of wisdom in how it's been to maneuver through different industries, music, acting now. Can you share a couple stories of some trips, maybe pitfalls that you might have had along the way? Okay, I'm going to share this story, but let me tell you this. This is, people that know me know I never use H-O-E. I don't say hoes. I don't say the B word. I mean... I don't call women the B word. Yeah. Not even not even as a compliment. I stopped in 2000, I think 
15, 16. So we not even if I'm that. with my boys at the, if I'm at the if I'm at the barbershop, I'm gonna be like, man, there was some bad bees. Like I do not use that word anymore. Hmm. But going back to 2000 and old Mike. Old Mike, nah, this is just skinny Mike. Um Plies, so he was with Slip and Slide Records as well, right? And I used to kind of follow him around and learn a whole lot. Plaza is a genius, let me just say that. So he had he had gave me some different information, a different game. I would always take it and it would always work. So one night I decided to take something that he didn't tell me to do. I just I saw him do it, so I was gonna do it, right? We had this huge auditorium in like Augusta, Georgia, something, the Martin Luther King Center or something, something crazy. And he on stage, he say, Hey, which one of y'all hoes wanna come home with Plaza night? Uh-huh. And they went crazy. The women were crazy. <laughs> I'm like. Right, I'm gonna use that one. So I got a show at this place called the Funiac Springs because I was a lower level stuff, you know. So <laughs> it's, it's about two, three hundred people in here. It ain't thousands of people, and they don't really know who I am like that, right? But I'm like, oh, no, right, and that's gonna work. So I got to say, I said, I said, hey man, which one of y'all hoes want to go home with me next? Some girl said, hoes. <gasps> who the hell are you? Crickets, crickets, huh? <laughs> Don't work like that. Okay. The lesson in that is understand there's levels to this. You got to know where you at in your career. That's <laughs> right. A lot of people, you got to know who you are. When you, when you, if you want to be an actor, you have to know there's certain things that, like I'm on set right now working with Owen Wilson, Michael Pena, Jesse Williams. It's certain things they can do that Mike, I remember 10 on the car sheet. I can't do a number one on the car sheet, do. You know, when I first came in, I was number 75 on the car sheet. I can't do it 10 on the car sheet. You got to know where you at. You got to know where you at. You got to read the room. You got to read the room. And you know what? It's funny because oftentimes people have given me advice and they're like, just be yourself, which seems like really simple advice and almost meaningless. But it kind of taps into it. That's not you. That's not so, Like you really have to be yourself. Like that's it. <laughs> Stay in your lane and be yourself. And you'll, you'll, you might get to that number one spot. And I'm the good. joke might hit different, but it probably won't be you being like, where the O is at? I'm like, I'm, I never, I, I never said nothing like that. I'm like, that's, that was God saying, boy, like you just said, sit down. Be, be you. Yeah. Sit be you. Else, no. That's not your thing. <laughs> Okay, so you have motivational speakers that you fall back on. You're trying to be yourself. Um, have you taken any classes? Like, how do you really accelerate and hone your craft as an actor? As an actor, classes for sure. I mean, I love taking classes. I mean, I challenge myself. Um, I started off with a guy named Bruce Blackshear. He was he was more like my beginner's coach, just mm-hmm. to, so to get me to understand what acting was. Then I went to uh, um, to Sarah Mornell. You know, she's like, she's one. She's she's an elite. You know, she's 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 trained a lot of people you see on television. And then now uh, Diane Castle. You know, just trying to. I, I try. I never want to be the best person in the class. Once I'm the best person in that classroom, it's like I gotta go. You gotta level up. I gotta level up. I gotta be the worst person, or at least ha- like in the middle. I can't be the best person. I'm the best person in that classroom. It's not for me. I'm always trying to challenge myself. So that's, you know, be obsessed, as C.T. Fletcher would say. You got to be obsessed 
with training. Be obsessed with training. So there's this is not about just being a natural and walking onto set. And I love that. It's 98% preparation. I'm gonna remember that. Preparation. And now we and we're talking about like social media, we 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 will talk about that. Social media is a little different. Social media is just about being yourself. You gotta be a you mm. gotta be genuine, you have to be yourself. And you have to be able to articulate what it is you're trying to say, because everything is picked apart. So you have to be able to articulate yourself well enough to say, okay, I'm going to say this. And I know these are the things that people are going to come back with, but I can stand on it because this is what I mean. You have a very strong voice on social media. Mm -hmm. And I think that's, you know, really interesting because oftentimes people are afraid to say something nowadays and they're afraid of retribution or retaliation and just or getting misconstrued. How do you how do you really navigate that and make sure that you're being true to yourself and being able to like voice your true opinions? Well, I I would say one of my the people I look to in that is somebody named Dave Chappelle. Mm-hmm. Dave Chappelle has never said anything from a place of hatred, no matter what he says, right? Um, I feel like if I can say, if I'm, if I'm like, I believe in views, I believe everyone has different lenses, right? Yeah. And someone else looking through a different lens of their upbringing and whatever it is, it's gonna be different from what I, how I see things. And not everybody in this world is gonna like what Mike does. Not everybody in this world is gonna like, there may be something I do that may be disgusting to somebody else. I just, I, I speak with the mindset of, Hey man, it's okay that you don't like everything I yeah. do, but we should just love each other. Cause that's love is not agreeing. You know, we started talking about vaccines and all this other stuff, you know, like uh, yesterday I, I did a post to my uncles. So I got my uncles came in town and one of my uncle is like, if you bring up the vaccine around him, he is, ah, and my other uncle is the opposite. Oh, wow. We're going to start something. And I I filmed it and put it on social media. I was like, I want to show y'all. I'm going to give everybody a taste of how this thing is like. It's it's, so polarizing. It's splitting up households. And I mean, I just have fun with it. I'm like, listen, I'm not going to be here forever. I'm not about to be here all extra serious because we're going to all die eventually. I don't care if vaccine or not or whatever. You're going to leave one day. So I want (laughs) to enjoy my time on this earth. So I just made like a little video like secretly filming him <laughs> and just watching him, you know, it's funny to me, you know, cause I'm just like, Hey, we don't all agree. It's okay. You know? So I think that's my, my strength on social media is people know I'm not coming from a place of hatred. As long as you don't come up from a place of yes. hatred with somebody, then if, if, if that's the case, cause some people do come up from a place of hatred, but if that's the case, then you should be able to articulate yourself well enough to disagree with somebody or their views and if they're not just trying to trying to be offended, mm-hmm. you know, they can look into it and say, OK, I get it. You know, because my saying is this. I will disagree with you about certain things. But if I see you drowning in the pool, I'll be the one to jump in there and save you. And save you. Oh, that's well said. That's what I would knock the person out the way who agree with you. <laughs> save you. No matter what your, you know, whatever, yeah. whatever it is that we disagree about. And that's who I am. So that's why I'm able to speak freely about certain things because that's the place I'm coming from. Oh, I love that. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. So Mike, can you take us back to the beginning, your early days getting into the music industry? Talk about, you know, the opportunities or connections that you had that really sort of set the tone for your career. So this is what happened. There was a, there was a club promoter named Perry 
And the first time I met Perry, tried to talk to him. He had all these all the jewelry and diamonds on. He didn't really want to talk to me. Y'all was just like some dude in the club, right? So I started buying bottles from him to kind of build a relationship. 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 Now, oh hey, Mike. Hey, hey, Perry. And then I would say, hey, Perry, listen, man. When these guys come to the club, I want to open for them, and I want one more bottle than they get. And I was building a relationship with Perry. And then they, I would, the DJ, I would find the DJ. Hey, DJ, what's your thing? What do you like? You like to drink? Okay, I'll buy you a drink. You like to smoke? I'm buy whatever it is yeah. that, help, that makes yeah. you happy. I'm going to provide that for you. And what happens is they started playing the music. And one thing I, I call it the Laffy Taffy effect. The Laffy Taffy effect is the first time you hear, heard that song, Laffy Taffy. That, that Laffy Taffy, the first time you heard, you was like, what is this mess? It ain't it ain't mixed right. It ain't engineered right. These boys can't rap. The first time you heard it, <laughs> same thing with Soldier Boy. But they keep playing it, keep playing it, keep playing it, keep playing. It. So my oh, my whole thing was I gotta make these people keep playing the song, yep. so that I can have a laughy tap effect on on the city, and that's what happened. And then everybody in the city of Mobile, Alabama, learned every word to my song. So one day I was on my couch sleep, and I got a phone call from Perry. He's like, Yo. Um, Taylor Lucas is in. Taylor Lucas is the CEO of Slipper Slide Records. He's the one that discovered Rick Ross, Plies, Trina, uh, Pitbull. You know, he's the man in Miami. He's like, he's in Mobile. He's looking for the next big thing. And your name, he says, your name keep popping up. So he wants you to come over here and perform. And it's I'm like, it. it's daytime. I'm, I'm like, on it. I drive over there. And Ted said he didn't want to know. He didn't want. He didn't want to know who I was. He didn't want me. I, I just want everybody to perform these 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 ten names I heard. Put them on stage in front of me. I'm gonna know who the person is. So it was this big showcase, whatever. And when I got there, I said, "Turn my stuff on." I ain't do the yo. This your boy. I ain't. I said, "Man, turn me on." I ain't got time for all that. And I started singing, and everybody just started singing word for word. And boom, record deal. That's how it happened. Wow, I love that. You know, it's I, I really hope people pay attention to that because even though you were saying, listen, I'm buying bottles, I'm in the club, it was it was intentional for you because you were building relationship and it came full circle because he was like, he he picked up the phone to call you and be like, come down here, come down here. So I that makes me understand, you know, sometimes you gotta build relationships in the club, it's in your industry. So there is a lot of thought put into that. Yeah. Relationships I like it. everything. Relationships relationships, relationships. Yeah. Well, tell us about this new big project that's coming up. You mentioned some of the other um, co-stars that you're in, but tell us about the, the project you're working on now. It's called Secret Headquarters. Jerry Brookheimer, y'all. <sighs> Jerry Brookheimer. It's and y'all, he, he shook my hand two days ago. He's like, great, you're doing a great job, Michael. I was like, a little tear kind of just kind of strained down a little bit. I said, thanks, JB. Can I call you that? Okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> but no, Jerry Bruckheimer, you got Henry Rell directing it. Henry Rell, the hottest two directors and like up and coming directors in Hollywood right now. They're directing it. Um, you got Owen Wilson on there, Michael Pena, Jesse Williams, Dustin Ingram. We got Levee from MacGyver. Wow. Dustin, Dustin Ingram is from um, The Watchmen. I am literally like the low man on a totem pole in this film. I'm the only person that hasn't been a serious regular. That's okay, because you're there. You're on the totem That's pole. That's great. And I mean, it's been amazing, an amazing experience. I love my castmates. Like We like go out to eat together. Uh, I'm hanging out with famous people, like very famous people. 
and they know my name and they, you know, they call me and text me. It's just been an amazing. That's amazing. That's, I gotta, and I love how right. you revel in this. Like, it's cool. You know what I mean? It's not like, oh, it's no big yeah. deal. It's a big deal. It's a big deal. It's Owen Wilson deal. from Wedding Crushers, like, this is my boy, you know? Like, we ate candy together the other day. I was sitting here and, you know, it wasn't a big deal to him. I was like, yo, I'm eating candy with Owen Wilson, like, from the Wedding Crashers. I just started acting four years ago. It's a huge deal. Wow. This is a $150 million film, and they chose me to be 10 on the call sheet. Like, this is, like, I'm not going to lie. Sometimes I lay in my bed. I just can't even sleep. I'm just like, man, I can't believe that I am going to theaters. This is the first time I did is going to theaters. It's going to theaters next year. Wow. And I'm just, I'm blessed, man. I'm so blessed. I'm so grateful. I still feel like a little kid, you know, every time I go on set. That, like, pinch me. Yeah, pinch me. I'm just like a big kid on set. Everybody let me do what I want to do. Because they're like, all right, we get it. Mike, is a, he's a huge child. <laughs> That's okay. That's okay. It's obviously I'll get in your inner child is in a very happy place right now, and you deserve it. And we are so blessed to have you on our podcast today, sharing this joy because it feels good. We can feel it radiating through the screen, and I think that'll touch a lot of hearts and motivate them to just claim their success. Thank you so much for having me. I am honored that y'all even chose me to come on here, and you know it's been a blessing. And I love you here too. Oh, thank wow. you. Thank you. Thank you, you very much. Thing, you better do your thing. <laughs> All right. So, Mike, please tell our audience where they can find you on Instagram, social media, et cetera. You can find me on Instagram. My Even though my name is Michael Anthony, I still go by Mike Bless, M-I-K-E-B-L-E-S-S on Instagram. On YouTube, it's Mike Bless TV. Okay. Subscribe. Because every now and again, I'll be talking crazy on there. Uh, what else we got? Facebook, Mike Bless. I got oh, I got a website now. Oh, ain't nothing on there, but I'm but y'all come look at it. It's nice pictures and stuff. It's michaelanthony.io. Is okay, io. Well, Mike, it's been such a pleasure. Thank you for dropping your wisdoms, telling about your story, and we wish you the best. We will all be in theaters next year, seeing you on the big screen. Um, thanks so much for coming, Mike. Thank you, Queen. I appreciate you. That's it for this episode, Money Moves. Thank you for joining us once again on the Money Moves podcast powered by Greenwood. Be sure to come back for our next episode as we continue to provide you with the keys to the kingdom of financial wisdom. Thank you so much for tuning in, Money Moves audience. If you want more or a recap of this episode, please go to thebankgreenwood.com and check out the Money Moves podcast blog. Money Moves is an iHeartRadio podcast powered by Greenwood, executive produced by Sunwise Media Inc. For more podcasts on iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts from. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. It's brand new season two. 
I'm Marissa Thalberg. And I'm Stephen Wolf Bededa. And we're excited to be back having bigger, bolder, and always real conversations. Straight from the C-suite front lines of marketing, media, and more. We have great friends joining from people you may know, like Wilmer Valderrama and Bobby Burke. And people you'll want to know. So grab a coffee or, hey, even an Aperol Spritz and come join us on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Listen to brand new on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, host of To Live and Die in L.A., and I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives. From Tenderfoot TV, this is To Die For. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.